just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host, Ian Dossamakai. Next Level Guy is a men's interest interview and improvement website which is dedicated to teaching you the life hacks successful people are using and providing concrete action steps for you to take to change your life for the better. Today I'm talking to Julian Rawson. He's the creator of the Fearless Life Project. Julian's mission is to help men who are feeling lost and hopeless and help them rediscover the passion and fire that is within them and become the man that they truly want to be. Julian's gone from a severe heartache and depression and found out and analysed the brain and what makes us tick and found what makes people successful and he's coaching guys to be the best version of themselves now. His content is mind-blowing and he can help you change the lifelong bullshit you've been carrying in a matter of hours. I knew I had to get along when I found a site. Now, before we get to the interview, here's a quick word about my affiliate deals. I've got a lot of them. There's something for everybody, regardless of the person, their interest or occasion, or if you just want to treat yourself. There really is something for everybody. There are cognitive enhancers to improve the mind, sports equipment to become better on the playing fields, there's styles to make you look better in the true reflection of yourself, and so, so much more. There are deals in Kindles, jeans, sex aids, supplements, and everything in between. I won't bore you too much with the info, but if you enjoy the interview, please visit www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And use the links on that page to shop at some awesome companies and enjoy some amazing deals, special offers, and listener exclusives. All sales made through my links result in a small commission from the site for me and um, you won't pay an extra penny. All this money and commissions paid to me from these companies is then used to help develop the site. Now let's get to the interview with Julian. This has been one of my favourite interviews for a long time and I can't wait to hear what you think. So please leave a review on iTunes and add a comment on the show notes and let me know what you think. I really value and appreciate every comment, every like, etc. And it's great to hear from you. So let me know what you think of this chat with Julian as it blew my mind and I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you so okay. much for doing this. Really appreciate it. But um for those people who don't know you and you had thirty seconds, you know, maybe between floors and a lift, how would you describe who you are and what you did? Yeah, so obviously my name is is Julian Rosen and first and foremost, you know, I am a coach and and a leader. And by that I mean I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything. It's just what I do is I share my gifts powerfully with people so that they can then bring their potential to life. I mean, that's what I do. That's at the core of what I do. Um, that's the core of what I do as a, as a professional, right? With, a, you know, through my business, the Fearless Life Project. But I mean, just as a human being I- interacting with people, you know, in my life, with my family, with my wife, with the gym I'm at, right? Like, I just wake up every day and I'm about one thing. And that's helping people remember how powerful they are. Um, and then giving them the tools to actually bring that power to life. So, you know, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of your potential is right there. No one can take it from you. You're the only one not bringing it to life. And I'm going to give you every tool, every ounce of support I can to help you actually start to build this life that you truly deserve. So 
I would say coach, leader, supporter, passionate human being, <laughs> all, all of the above. I love that because what I found with your material was that you were the kind of guy that actually explains to people how to get from point A to point B. You know, there's all these kind of guys that are saying, you know, just hit the gym and do this and you'll be big and strong or go and do that or start your own business and you'll be rich. And nobody was kind of like looking at like the stuff mm-hmm. that was holding people back. You know, it was just kind of like, yeah, just completely change your <laughs> year as a person and go and do that. And you're like, yeah, but everybody's got that voice in their head that says, no, you're not good enough. No, you're not as good as that person. And it's really difficult for them to kind of to switch that off. So could you just give a little bit about your own upbringing? You know, is how did you get into this kind of interest? You know, because your stuff goes into really deep and um, like the phys- mm-hmm. physiology of the brain and stuff like that. But how did you kind of start getting into this? Was this always a passion when you were a child? So actually, no. I, I mean, I was always drawn towards, I was always drawn towards how how life works, right? Like no one really teaches us how we have a choice. No one really teaches us. If you can think about it this way, right? We're all, we're all human beings and we all have our software. We all have our mind and our body. And it's funny growing up in school in the U S at least, you know, you know, you learn a lot of useless bullshit. You learn a lot of facts and figures, but no one ever teaches you, Hey, this is what's going on in your brain. This is what happens when you experience pain. This is what happens when you, when you experience anxiety and depression, like no one was really teaching us how to ever really navigate our world or our internal world, right? Our thoughts, our emotions, right? The things that truly dictate our actions and and, and our quality of life. And so it really, you know, growing up, I was always, you know, a a positive kid and all that. And then really when I was about 22 years old, you know, I lost my mom very suddenly to cancer. And and I I was just like, just everything came crashing down. And I was like, I don't have a single tool to get out of this dark place. and I know, obviously, when it comes to grief and losing someone, you know, yes, time and clarity is, is a very important thing. But once the dust settled, I was like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a quote unquote grown up, right? I'm, I'm supposed to go figure this shit out. And I just lost this person and I'm experiencing this deep depression. Now. And I just did like I was like, there's no manual to this. No one has ever taught me how to navigate these feelings. No one has ever taught me how to to challenge these limitations that were keeping me stuck in a life I didn't love. And and really it came down to this point. And I remember it very clearly. Um, You know, I was, I was broken. I was depressed. I was anxious. um, I was unfulfilled. I was working a job that I hated. And like, I was living in my friend's basement And, and Ian, it's funny, like everyone, you know, it's, it's easy to look at everybody on social media and be like, wow, that person's got it figured out. And they've always had it figured out. Like, Dude, I, I lived in my friend's basement and, and the sink upstairs flooded. It would literally rain in my room. So, you know, to say like, oh, Julian was genetically born and lucky. Like, no, no, no. I, I was literally at rock bottom living in a basement that rained on me, you know, clinically depressed um, on anxiety and depression medications. And so it was really that point when I was like, this like this isn't just, I wasn't put on this earth to endure this. You know what I mean? So many people I think are enduring life. And I was like, there's, there's got to be a different way to this. And so that's when I really started to just feast <laughs> on who, you know, how the brain works, how the mind works, how success works, how transformation works, why we sabotage, why we limit ourselves. And, and, and it really, it all came down to once you know how the human mind is wired, 
you see, you start, it starts to become abundantly clear how we're actually wired to hold ourselves back. And so once you can, once you can identify some of these defaults, then you can optimize them. And once you optimize them physically, mentally, physiologically, spiritually, emotionally, like life becomes, it's like a sandbox. Life becomes playful and it becomes a little more graceful and it becomes, you know, I don't want to say easy because obviously it still requires effort and work, but it, it becomes so much more fulfilling and so much more, um, you know, the word flow, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it just becomes this really flowing experience. And so to a <laughs> long-winded way of answering your question, like, no, 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 like for the first 22 years of my life, I was just kind of like going through the motions. Nothing was that, you know, nothing ever was that bad. And then really losing my mom going down to that dark place and finding myself there, I was like, no, I, I can't stay here another minute. I can't, I can't do another day of this. There, there has to be a way forward. And that's when I really started this, this journey. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, sorry when I read that, and I, I can remember going through a kind of similar phase when uh, like the death of grandparents and it's, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not taught how to deal with that kind of emotion. You know, we, we, we're not given the tools and we're going to have to find our own way through. So can you remember, did you make the decision yourself or was there an event that kind of set that off? You know, were you kind of motivated to do it yourself or were you pushed in a particular way because of something that happened? Maybe not being able to pay your rent or, you know, did it, did it initially set you off or did you do it yourself? Well, yeah, like I said, when I when I lost my mom, that really shook me. And it, and it made me aware of two things. Like one, like nothing is guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Next week's not guaranteed. So why am I living like I have an unlimited amount of time here? And then the second thing I realized was I have something to bring to life. It, it was very weird. When I lost my mom, like I just became blatantly aware that like I had a bigger purpose here and I wasn't living it. And so it was that it was that realization of those two huge things that literally in my head, I was like, well, there's no other choice. So then, yeah, I, I took it upon myself to lean into these fears that were keeping me trapped. And then things just started to unlock. The more I leaned into fear, the more I really acted on intuition, even when fear, even when doubt, even when um, this voice in my head was saying, you you shouldn't do this. You're not good enough to do this. Who do you think you are to do this? People are going to judge you if you do this, right? Like all these voices that I think <laughs> every human has at some point, at a certain point, I was like, but yeah, let's just see what happens because nothing is worse than where I'm at right now when I was, like I said, broken and, and living in my friend's basement. So, you know, it, it was really that decision because it was it was either lean into the unknown or continue to exist in this state that was just, it was, it was misery, man. And so it was, it was my decision. And, and, and here's the thing, there's so many people that want change and there's so many people that they may not know what it is, but they're being called to expand. And just like you, man, like you didn't, at some point this, this podcast did not exist, but there was an idea in your head, right? And you probably wrestled with it for a while before you finally took the action, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and and so so many people are walking around with this gift in their chest, ready to explode, but they're not going to bring it to life. The two because... ages, you know. Mm-hmm. The yeah, two yeah, yeah. ages, like, yeah, like how long? How long did were you playing around with this idea before 
you finally gave it life. I'm sure it was a couple of weeks or a couple of months, right? Oh, maybe longer. You know, it just yeah. seemed, it seemed to just be one of those things that, yeah, I'll start it tomorrow. I'll start next week, start next week. And you mm-hmm. never get around to it. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because, because the way the mind is wired and this is, and this is one of the biggest fundamental truths that, you know, once I really figured this out, just everything changed. And here's the thing as human beings, because we're all human beings with human brains. doesn't matter who you are, right? Like if you're listening to this, great. You're a human being with a human brain. There's this, there's this thing, and it, and it, and it, was, it, it thinks it's keeping us alive. It's like an like outdated survival mechanism, if you will. But we're all wired to avoid change. At a fundamental level, our brain is wired to keep us alive. That's what it's there for. And our brain thinks that change, something that is unfamiliar or uncomfortable, our brain thinks it's a threat and that it can kill us. And since our brain is wired to keep us alive, what do you think it's going to do? It's going to do everything in its power to steer you away from the change. So here's the kicker, though. Your brain doesn't give a shit if it's good change (laughs) or if it's bad change. Your brain just sees change and just immediately identifies it as a potential threat. So I'm sure that this podcast has brought you opportunity. It's brought you fulfillment. It's brought you you know, it, it, it's, it's been this passion project for you that, that has really grown, right? It's great. It's brought great change into your life. But here's the thing. At that point, when you were thinking about it, but you weren't doing it, it was simply because your brain identified that what you were about to do could change your world. Even if it was the best change in the world, even if it brought you, like I said, fulfillment and opportunity and abundance, your brain is just like, eh, I like, I like what's familiar. What's familiar is comfortable. I'm going to keep you here. So a lot of people, when they rationalize or procrastinate or push things off, or they avoid the one thing they know they need to do, it's not because they're broken or because they're weak or because they're failures. It's because right now their mind is doing what it was simply designed to do. And that's keep you trapped, keep you stuck. And that's why so many people stay stuck. It's not because they're physically constrained, right? It's not like anyone was (laughs) coming in your house and chaining you up and holding you back from starting this. It was all going on in your head. It was all going on between the ears. And do you think that's what's going on with a lot of guys? You know, is it that we have, are now letting that part of our brain control us, but we've become so used to it, it's become like a like a staple mental state for a lot mm-hmm. of guys. You know that they don't realize that there is more, and this is your brain trying to defend you, and we've just accepted it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I was right there too. Like we're never taught that we can actually like, we don't have to take our thoughts that seriously, right? Like we're never taught that. And so, so many people are walking around being bullied by these thoughts. And, and here's the thing, you have about 30 to 50,000 thoughts a day. Like <laughs> odds are the majority of them are going to be bullshit, right? We're going to have good thoughts, bad thoughts, happy thoughts, sad thoughts, right? Like our brain is just constantly, you know, creating this noise. And so, so many people so many guys are out there walking around thinking that they're their thoughts, right? They're becoming their thoughts. They're taking their thoughts at face value. And so when they have a thought that says they're not good enough, they actually believe they're not good enough. When they have a thought that says you might be judged if you do this, or you might fail and that's going to hurt really bad and your ego is going to be tarnished, right? Like a lot of people are walking around thinking that their thoughts are 100% truth. And that's just simply not the fact, right? Like, for years, I thought that Santa Claus was real. <laughs> I thought that Santa Claus put presents under my tree, right? Does that mean it was the truth? No. 
but I thought it was. And so, so many people don't understand that they have the right at any time, they have the ability at any time of any day to challenge a thought, to challenge a belief, to challenge an emotional state. And once you can start to challenge it, you can start to detach from it. Once you can detach from it, you can fucking breathe a little bit and say, okay, what do I actually want? And once you create that space, you can start to connect with what you want. And then you can start to take action on what you want. And then this isn't rocket science, right? The more you take action on what you want, the more you start to see what you want, the more you start to create what you want. And so, you know, when I talk to, like when I work with clients, like the work we do, 95% of the work we do is inner work. It's all, like I said, it's all what's going on inside because when you think about it, right? Like your thoughts determine how you feel. Your How you feel really determines how you act, how you react and what your habits are and what is life but the sum of your actions, reactions and habits. So, it, it all starts inside. And that's, like I said, that that's really what I realized. And once I grasped that and leaned into that and started to arm myself with the tools and the strategies and the information to make the most of that, I just, I, I've become so much more powerful in my ability to create the life I want. And, and here's the thing, that power is, it's not exclusive. You have it. Every single person listening to this has it. And it's just a matter of helping people I mean, see it. The thing is is where, People always say that the biggest enemy some people have is the voice, you know, the thing between their two ears, like their own brain, because you sit and mm-hmm. you go, oh, I really want to try that. And then you hear that voice in the back of your head that says, oh, no, 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 you know, that might go wrong or people might laugh at you. And it took me years to realize mm-hmm. that I wasn't what that voice was telling me. That was just there to protect me. But I could do things, you know, you mm-hmm. start thinking like you don't realize yes. how your thoughts dictate your entire life how they're linked to how you are personality your body your career how it all starts with that little thing in your head so Mm. how do you start working with somebody on that you know how do you start making them understand that kind of concepts yeah so every part like i'm never going to be that guy who gets you piped, you know what I mean? I'm not going to get you pumped up with motivation and then say, go do this thing, right? Like, I'm not a drill sergeant. So I I always, always, always will explain to them the reasons why, A, they're stuck in the first place, and then I'm going to show them truly how to make the most of their mind and their body. Because, I mean, that, that those are the two things that create your world. And so, and, and just growing up as a kid, you know, I always, if someone told me something to do something, but didn't tell me why I, I would rebel. I wouldn't do it. Right. If I had a coach, uh, you know, growing up in athletics, you know, yelling at me to do something, I'd be no, like, tell me why, right? Like, why should I work out? Why should I train? Why should I condition? Um, and once I found out why I would, I would, I could grasp it. And then I would really jump on board. And so I've found that with the people I coach, the very first thing I do is, is I just sit them down and say, here's what's going on your thoughts. And I'm going to just consider this some free coaching for, for your listeners and everything. Cause I love sharing this, but it's, it's really called neurophysiology, which really means your mindset determines what goes on in your body chemically. And this is so, so important because when you have a thought, your, your brain, when you accept a thought is true, your brain uses what's called your limbic system, which is, it's just a big section in the middle of your brain. And And so when you have a thought and you accept it as true, your mind and body always want to be on the same page, right? So when you have a thought and you accept it as true, 
So let's say you have a negative thought. Let's say you have a, an anxious thought. Your brain says, okay, we are anxious right now. We're afraid. Your limbic system then communicates to your endocrine system and your autonomic nervous system, which is, they're, they're basically, those are the parts of your body that control your hormones and your neurochemistry. And so your limbic system goes, hey, start producing the, the hormones and the chemicals associated with anxiety. And then your body literally starts to hormonally change. It starts to chemically change so that your body experiences this sensation of anxiety, right? So you get tight, you get nervous, um, you lose focus, you lose energy, right? Like it, it's really this, this very unique experience. And then why is that important? Well, because our chemical state, right? Our hormones and our neurochemistry determines how we're feeling and how we're feeling determines what we do. So if you can show someone that every thought that they accept is true works its way down into the body from a, a chemical and hormonal standpoint, you start to see like once we can start to consistently elevate the thoughts you're having and challenging some of the negative ones, what's going to happen? Your limbic system is going to start to communicate to your body, hey, we're feeling better. We're feeling more positive. And then it's going to start producing the hormones associated with with confidence and clarity and productivity and energy. It's going to start producing the neurochemistry associated with clarity and energy and productivity, right? So when you can literally upgrade your thoughts, you're going to upgrade your neurophysiology, which is going to upgrade your emotional state, your energetic state. And it, it's not, like I said, it's not rocket science. When you consistently elevate your emotional state and your energetic state, what do you think is going to happen to your life? It, 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 right? Like it, it's going to become more playful. It's going to become more powerful. It's going to become, you're going to be, you're going to become a creator because you're going to be showing up in a state conducive to creation. Whereas most people, when they're just constantly reacting to life, when they're constantly reacting to their thoughts, you, you cannot create and react at the same time. It's like, it's like trying to smile and frown at the same time, right? You, you can't be in both states at the same time. So when we can pull you out of a reactive state and have you showing up in a creative state more often, you are going to create. And when you create, life starts to look the way you want it. So how would you go about doing that? You know, how, how do you stop people being reactive and instead be proactive in doing these things? I mean, like I do uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm -hmm. and I find that when I do that, I go away and train for a couple hours, I come back, and it's like my brain shut off, <laughs> and I actually focus on my own stuff. I can, you know, I'm inspired, I'm ready to take on the world and that. But then when I'm tired or maybe having a bit of a bad day, that voice starts up again you know mm. so do you i mean do you recommend these kind of things like um guys going away and picking up a team sport or you know how, what kind of activities should yeah. they be doing to oh. get that initial that momentum to get away from that you know yeah yeah 100 percent. so fitness is is by and large one of the biggest and the reason i know this is you know how i mentioned when i was in that really depressed state like Fitness was just one of those things that always kept me afloat. You know, when things got really, really dark, working out would always elevate my state. So I was like, okay, this is this is such a powerful thing. And then I went and researched why, right? And again, it, it impacts your neurochemistry. It impacts your hormones. It, it literally is like this, this miracle drug. <laughs> Fitness is. So yeah, if it's a team sport, awesome. If it's going to the gym and starting a, a workout plan, awesome. Um, if it's if it's boxing or if it's wrestling or if it's or if it's soccer right it, it really doesn't matter but yeah like you know i have my clients you know i create plans for them where i have them strength training three to four times a week because because resistance training um again creates these favorable shifts in your body with your hormones and your neurochemistry um and, and also conditioning metabolic conditioning so exactly like 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Where, you know, you're, you're going all out full effort for, for small bursts and then resting and recovering, right? Like that type of interval conditioning is also really powerful for, for shifting your mind and body. So yeah, fitness by and large is one of the most powerful. And then really to shift people out of this reactive state, one of the, one of the easiest and most powerful things to do is just change how you wake up in the morning. So a lot of people, they wake up, they hit the snooze button, and then they wait till the last minute, and then boom, it's a mad dash to start the day, right? They shove breakfast in their face, they just get out the door, they're checking their phone, they're checking their emails, they're checking social media, they're checking you know news updates, right? They are exposing themselves to stimulus and stress right off the bat. How you start your day rolls over into the rest of your day. So, so many people, they're, they're, they're trapping themselves in this reactive state just by how they wake up. So right off the bat, my clients, I have them wake up earlier so they can exhale, so they can actually start their day on their own terms. So I have them, you know, do some gratitude journaling, some meditation, just some very simple things that take five to 10 minutes. But when you can start your day proactively versus reactively, that right there is going to have a huge impact on, again, how your brain operates, on your hormonal infrastructure, on your neurochemistry. And when you can do this consistently, it starts to rewire your brain permanently. So, I mean, just adding a morning routine and a fitness routine to your life can drastically get you out of your own way. So those two things, if we're talking like bang for your buck, like low-hanging fruit that you can implement now, those two things are, are huge. I love that. It's because, you, you know, whenever you say to somebody, you know, why don't you come down and do jiu-jitsu? Why don't you start learning to play the guitar or, you know, go for start your business? They always come out with, no, nah, I can't do that. They'll take too much change. You know, I've got the kids, mm. I've got whatever it is. And they always think that po- proper change is going to take years and years and years, you know. But you... Mm. I like your material because you could actually show that changes you can make can be rapid and you can make it quickly. Is it ever a case when you don't think something like that can happen? You know, can guys, you know, because like you just outlined like two amazing little things that people can do that would change their life dramatically. Have you come across anybody or a type of person that that doesn't work for? So the answer is no. These are... When I say they're universal principles, that means they apply to everything, mm-hmm. right? Like two plus two has always equaled four, and it's going to always equal four for the rest of time. Same thing here, right? When you can't, the, the, these are just, this is the way the human mind and body work. So when you can start your day with space and add in some of these mindful techniques, when you can elevate your emotional state and your physical state and your hormonal state through fitness, like no one is excluded from that. It will always work. Now, here's the, here's the thing, though. None of this shit will work if it's not done consistently. So will it work and you'll start to notice a difference in a week in how you feel? Yeah, 100%. Um, will you go from out of shape to, you know, ripped and having a six-pack in a week? No, no, no. But I'm talking like you will notice an immediate change in your emotional state, in your mental state, in your clarity, in your ability to not get bullied by the noise in your brain. You will notice a difference in that almost immediately. So, like... You know, I don't throw around guarantees often, but if you can do this stuff, you will notice a difference. Now, here's the thing, though. Consistency is a thing that a lot of people struggle with, right? Um, and it's the, you know, the, the, you know, the when people make the New Year's resolution, right? You know, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. 
Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because we're all failures and we all have, have no willpower? That's not the case. What's going on is, remember how I told you a couple minutes ago, right? Like our brain is wired to avoid change, even if mm. it's good change. So a lot of these people start and they see results and they have momentum and then they stop. They're seeing results and they stop. The only reason they stop is because their brain starts to kick on and say, yo, if you keep doing this, your life is drastically going to change. I'm your brain. I'm trying to keep you safe from change. So here's some negative feelings. Here's some negative emotions. Here's some stress. Here's some overwhelm. And so many people, they don't even know this is a choice because it happens so automatically. So many people feel those negative feelings and they stop. They do get stressed. They do get overwhelmed. Then they say, I'm done. And the beauty, the growth, the real lasting transformation happens when you can acknowledge you don't feel like it and then still fucking choose to do it. That's this, this unsexy secret to success that so many people are, are, are avoiding because it's a little uncomfortable temporarily. Is that where that, I think I, I can't remember which interview it was where I heard you say that feelings do not always precede the action. You know, is that where that comes from, where everybody thinks yes. that they have to feel confident before they can go and approach a girl? They have to feel like working out before they go to the gym. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's the biggest, most destructive lie that we've been, We, you know, we we're conditioned growing up, right? Like, you do what you feel, right? And so, yeah, like so many people are like, well, yeah, when I feel motivated, then I will go to the gym. When I feel ready, then I will launch this business. When I, you know, when I feel confident, then I will finally go and ask for that raise, whatever it is. And I am here to guarantee you that you will not always feel, especially when it's going to create massive change, you will not always feel like doing the thing. I can almost guarantee you that if it's going to massively change your life because your brain is trying to keep you safe, you will actually feel like not doing it. So whether it's going to the gym or whether, like I said, it's starting that business or making those sales calls or, or having that hard conversation, if there's change on the other side, you're not going to feel like it. And so if you're waiting till you do feel like it, you will be waiting for a very long time. And this is a mistake I used to make as well. Um, and this is, again, this is the whole consistency thing, right? People lose consistency because they think they have to act how they feel. They think they have to act like they feel. And that just will not serve you. You don't deserve that. That will not serve you, especially if you're, if you're leaning into the unknown, creating an amazing life for yourself. You're going to do things that you don't feel like it. But, but like I said, your feelings don't serve you. Your feelings are just a temporary experience caused by hormones and neurochemistry, right? That's all they are. People think that their feelings are these, are these absolute marching orders that have to be obeyed. And I'm here to tell you that, no, it's just, it's just like a cocktail of chemicals in your body and you're experiencing the feeling associated with it. And once you, just like, just like detaching from your thoughts a little bit, when you can detach from your feelings a little bit, you're free to choose more powerful actions more often. And when you're choosing more powerful actions more often, just like two plus two always equaling four, when you can consistently elevate how you feel and consistently elevate the quality of the actions you're taking, 
I guarantee you, you will be successful. Whatever success means to you, I guarantee you, if you can do those two things consistently, only good things, only amazing things are going to happen to you. And so many people, just they just forget that or they don't know that. Because I, I heard one of your clients, I think it was Angela, when she said that you helped her turn off the faucet of uh, wasteful emotions. And I love that idea of, you know, that she, the way she was talking about, like, that you're not the feelings that are in your body. These are just like little programs that are sent just to try to keep you safe. But it's not actually who or what you are. They're just little programs that you can choose to ignore and still do it anyway. So can you go into a little bit about that? You know, like, how do you start ignoring these things? You know, like, how do we avoid thinking we're doing something right, but it's actually what society or our parents or our friends are telling us that we should be doing? How do we know what we're actually wanting to do ourselves is like a our universal truth, the thing that we really want to do, and we're not just doing something that society's dictating? Yeah, a hundred percent. That's such a powerful question because how many people out there are living their life thinking that they're doing they're 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 following orders, right? They're doing it because they think they have to. They're doing this because they think this is what is expected of them, and if they veer off course. They're going to be judged. They're going to be rejected. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be, um, they're going to be cast out. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people that are, are, are living inauthentically. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have this internal GPS. Think about it, right? Like in, for me, it, I can feel it. It's like right between, it's right between my chest and my ribs. It's like right there in my solar plex. And for some people it's up in the chest. Some people it's their gut, right? But like we all have this internal GPS. We all have this intuition. We all have things that we're naturally passionate about and drawn to. We all have things that we love and that excite us. We all do. But we devalue that. We are taught that we should kind of follow the script and go with the plan because that's what's safest. And remember, if it's safe, it's comfortable, and our brain loves comfort, mm -hmm. right? So, so many people are unconsciously, they're living on autopilot, when in reality, we all have this GPS, we all have this intuition. And I'm telling you, the more that I've listened to the, the, like, I call it like these universal truths, right? Like, there are certain things that I know are true. Just like you, you started this podcast because there are certain things that you know are true. There's a certain message that you know is true, and you started this podcast to get this message to more people. Same here. My business is just my way of sharing what's true for me. My coaching is my way of sharing what's true for me. So what's true for me? The fact that every human being has a massive unlimited amount of fucking potential within them and the only thing stopping that potential is the limits they're placing on themselves. I knew that was true for me. I, I was afraid of it. I was afraid of it for a long time. So I pushed it down. I pushed it down. I pushed it down. I suppressed it. I suppressed it. I suppressed it. I went along with the script. I played it safe. I went along with the script. I played it safe and I was fucking miserable. And I couldn't pretend that everything was okay anymore because inside I was frustrated. And I'm telling you, the second I leaned into what I was being called to do, even and here's the thing, I didn't have the perfect plan, Ian. Everyone's like, well, I know I want change, but I don't have it all figured out. Nobody has this shit figured out. I just got from point A to point B. I didn't worry about B to C to D to E to F to G all the way to Z. I didn't worry about having the perfect plan because there is no perfect plan. I knew that there were certain things that I was passionate about. There were certain gifts that I had to share. And the second I leaned into them and started to take action on them, oh, I cannot describe that feeling. It was the most amazing feeling in the world. And that's why I do what I do. 
because I continue to generate that feeling, right? Of just authentically doing what feels right for me, telling the fucking truth. And so, so many people, they devalue, they devalue their truth. They devalue what they're naturally good at. They devalue what their intuition says. They devalue what they're passionate about. They devalue where their strengths are. And they stay stuck. And is this why you think a lot of these modern guys are drinking heavy and doing drugs and, you know, like doing dangerous activities mm-hmm. because they're trying their hardest to get like a higher emotion to avoid thinking and feeling that gut feeling, you know, that kind of thing of saying there's more to you than this. You know, is this why these guys are just going yeah. off and try, like, you know, they're letting their brains keep them safe, but they're thinking, you know, they go off and get obliterated with getting blazing drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, 100%. 100%. Because here's the thing. We all have two options. Because, like, we all know this is happening inside of us, right? We all know if we're unsatisfied, if we're unfulfilled, if we know we have more potential to bring to life, we have two options. We can lean into it and bring it to life, or we can distract ourselves from it and numb it. There's no gray. There's no in between, right? So... When those are your two choices and the, and the option of bringing it to life scares you too much, your only other option is to distract yourself from it. So this is why so many people are indulging. You're, they're over-consuming food and alcohol. They're over-consuming drugs. They're over-consuming stimulus, right? The, the, the average person spends over two hours on their smartphone a day. Why? They're escaping, right? So so they're, they're indulging in distractions. They're indulging in, in news and sports like they'll find ways to, to fill this gap in their life. But here's the thing, like, you know how, you know, you've ever heard of the Sunday scaries? Uh, the cartoons or? No, no, no. So the Sunday scaries, it's a term oh, in the they US, go back to work. It's yeah. Yeah. So it's like Friday you go and you blow off steam and you get drunk and Saturday you go and, and again, you, you distract yourself, you numb yourself. Sunday rolls around. And people, they experience this very, very, very anxious low because they know that they have to, they have to face this feeling that they've just been avoiding for 48 hours. They call it the Sunday scaries, right? And so, yeah, you know, it's going back to work. It's going back to a life that isn't representative of their greatest potential. And so back to your original question, 100% true. I truly believe, I truly believe that, yeah, people are over-consuming food, alcohol, drugs, stimulus, um, in more quantities than ever because they are avoiding the growth they're being called. So that's what I struggled with was when I was younger, I would go off to the pub with some friends yeah. and I find it so boring that I would sit there and have a few pints and just go, there must be more to life than this. But then when I started going off and thinking, right, I'm going to read up and I'm going to start my own podcast and start my own website. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. There's such a, like a barrage of information, you know, there's 50, 60, 70,000 different ways mm. about, you know, like guys saying how to do things, how to fix things, how to start. How do we get through that level of content? You know, how do we figure out what we actually want to do and look at like the content that's going to help us and ignore, you know, the thousands of messages, yeah. the noise, because I struggled with that. And I still to this day will read yeah. 50,000 things when I only need to just listen to myself. How, how yeah. do you figure that out yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the fundamentals will always be beautifully effective. Always, always, always. So 
Yeah, same thing. When someone wants to, they want to build an, you know, a really, they want to build a strong, lean, healthy body. Yeah, if you go on and you Google how, you will be bombarded with this type of workouts. No, this type of workouts. No intermittent fasting. No, do the keto diet. Count your macros. Go low carb. Right, like, and you're like, shit. What, like, I can't master all of this. There's just too much information. When in reality, what are the fundamentals? Like I said, man, like. Go strength train three to four times a week. Stop eating junk food. Stop eating processed carbohydrates. You know, like cut your alcohol consumption in half. Do those things consistently and I guarantee you you're going to see amazing results. Like that, and it will always be like that. It doesn't matter what new discoveries we have. The human body will always be the human body and will always respond to certain shifts in a great way. How do you start a business? You go add value. You, you, you go solve a problem. You you, you create a message and you connect with an audience and you serve them, right? Like, I, I know I'm simplifying it, but like, that's always going to be what a business is. And yes, there's ways to like automate it and, and, and scale it and, and all that. Like, but that's all it is. It's serving people. It's creating value. It's solving a problem in a systematic way that like, what problem do you want to solve? How are you going to solve it? Who are you going to solve it for? Great. Go connect with people you can help and offer yourself as a solution. Like, it is those are the fundamentals. Those are the fundamentals, right? Like, and so my, you know, my, my advice is to, is to seek and absorb the fundamentals. Like, don't, 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 don't get ahead of yourselves. Like there's so many people, um, you know, a lot of people I work with, they're like, well, I can't go, I can't start a business until I have a logo and a website and an LLC. And I, and I have this and that and a, and a business card. And then, and then I'm like, Yo, like what value do you bring to the marketplace? What is the problem you solve? What are your gifts? Focus on those. That's all you're ever going to need. That's all you're ever going to need. And so, like I said, it's, it's, it's really f- grasping the fundamentals, which are, the, like I said, they're always beautifully simple. As human beings, we're the ones that complicate it, but they're always there and they're always simple and they always work and they always have worked and they're always going to work. So that's my one big, big, big tip. And then, and then something I've already said is also like, take a little easy on yourself. You don't need the perfect plan. Nobody has the perfect plan. And um, if you actually go and read some of the biographies and the stories of some of the people that, you know, we look up to as successful, like they didn't have shit figured out and they still don't have shit all the way figured out. Nobody does, but they started, they leaned into their intuition. They started to act on what they were passionate about. They started to solve problems. And organically, things grew in a really, really beneficial way that they couldn't even have planned if they tried. So you got to have trust. You got to have trust in it. And, and, you know, I'm not sure how spiritual your, your audience is, but, you know, having this spiritual connection to yourself and to your source, you know, whether you want to call it God or the universe or, or source energy or nature, whatever it is, like, you got to understand that you weren't created on accident. You weren't, you were, like, God's not rolling dice with you, like, there's this thing that's supporting you. There's this thing that wants you to bring your potential to life just as bad as you do, and it will support you as you take action. And so the more, the more I grow spiritually, the more bold I get, the more daring I get. Why? Because I'm supported. I, like, I'm not going to fucking fail. Like this, this, this universe that created me and this universe that is giving me these passions and intuitions, you think it's going to give me all of that and then, and then turn its back on me when I decide to take action? No. It's never, ever happened. Every single time I've listened to my intuition and I've connected to myself spiritually and I've taken action based on that connection, things have grown. Personally, things have grown with my business. Things have grown with my income. Things have grown with my wife. Things have grown with my friends and family. Like, it, like it, it, 
we got to understand we're supported in all this too. It's not just us against the world. Because that's how it feels sometimes, doesn't it? You know, you, you feel like you're kind of, when, when you make the change and it's away from your friends, your family, it's like the crabs yeah. in the bucket. They all want to pull you back in because nobody wants mm-hmm. you to go away and do what you really want to do because then it makes them think, hey, wait a minute here. You know, they start yeah. having that voice that says, you know, maybe we could do what we want. You know, if like you're, if you can do it, then they start thinking, oh, wait, maybe I, sh- I could have gone and done my dream. And it's easier to not think about it than it is to actually live with regret. And that's what I love about your material. It's you cut the noise, you just say it like it is. You explain to people how things can get changed. You know, that there is a different way of doing it, that you don't have to be the guy going out and getting blazing drunk and, you know, just staying in the same crappy job if they're not happy. You can actually go and do things, and it's you can make the changes quickly. So how do you deal yeah. with things like imposter syndrome? I struggled like that with for ages. You know, I was getting some amazingly big names on the podcast, and I was thinking, who am I to be asking these guys questions? You know, you see these yeah. guys starting their own business thinking, who am I to be coaching, like, you know, some CEO or who am I to be dealing with somebody to deal with whatever their business is? Yeah. How, you know, how do you work on that? Because I think that holds a lot of people back. You know, sometimes it's fear, but sometimes it's actually the, the feeling of you're not good enough. You're a fake, that you're going to be caught out. Yeah. How do you yeah. make peace with that kind of feeling in yourself? Yeah, well, so immediately, if you want to feel better about it, go on and Google famous people imposter syndrome. <laughs> and you'll see it. You'll see Olympic gold medalists. You'll see Nobel winning chemists. You'll see Grammy and Oscar winning actors and singers. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see multi-billionaire CEOs. They all feel it. It's a natural human sensation. Because you know how, you know how I said our brain is always trying to keep us safe, right? Mm-hmm based on it's really based on our our evolutionary psychology right like what used to keep us safe as cavemen is still it's outdated software but it's still trying to keep us safe now so you got to think tens and thousands of years ago our brain didn't like going to you know it it liked the comfort zone because in the comfort zone when you stayed in in your in your familiar world you were less likely to get eaten by an animal right like you were less likely to starve that's just a very human tendency same thing we are so afraid of judgment. We are so afraid of being seen as a fraud or an imposter. Why? Because tens and thousands of years ago, you needed to be liked and accepted. You needed to be in a pack because your survival depended on it. If you were rejected from your group, you, you usually starved to death or you got eaten by a bigger animal. So literally, the rules haven't changed that much in our brain. Our brain still thinks that we need to be liked and accepted by everybody or we will die. <laughs> now you and I both know that's just not true, right? We're grown-ups, we have logic now. We know that's not true, but deeply 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 embedded in our brain, we still think that. So so many people are like, shit, who am I to start this business? Who am I to ask this girl out? Who am I to give advice? Who am I to do x y and z, right? Like because deep down we think that if we step up and do this thing we really want to do, people are going to judge us as not being good enough, and we're going to be rejected. And if we're rejected, we're going to die. Like, that's what our brain truly thinks. 
And so if you can just look at this and, and just and, and kind of just laugh at it, and, and it, it is just like every human being experiences this. It's not just you. You're not broken. This is everybody. This is me. This is Ian. This is, this is like I said, just go Google that list, and you'll see a lot of people you look up to. This is everybody. And if you can see that this is simply a survival mechanism left over from tens and thousands of years ago that no longer applies to us today, you can then override the feeling and take the action anyway. The feeling will be there. Like I said, it's deeply embedded in the human psyche. Like fear, when I say I, I help make people fearless, I don't, I don't go in their brain and, 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 and remove the fear component. Fear is a very, a very real and common human experience. But I can optimize and evolve your relationship to it so that you can feel it and not give a shit. So you can feel it and understand it's normal and it's a good thing and then take action. So same thing with imposter syndrome. It's a form of fear. It's a fear of being judged and rejected. Cool. You're a human being. You're going to experience that. But once you feel it, just acknowledge it for what it is. Understand that there is no real threat here. Nothing is going to come and kill you if you stand up and do what you want to do. And then you simply take the action. You lean in. So is that where you think um, a lot of depression and sort of mental health issues are with guys? It's, it's that part of them kicking off, you know, the kind of crying out for attention. You know, obviously there'll be people who have like chemical imbalances and things like that, but you know how uh, we've got a rise in like a lot of mental health issues uh, with modern day guys. Do you think it's, I mean, I've struggled yeah. with depression and used sad lamps and things like that. But do you think that's what it is? Is yeah. it part of our brains that are fighting back and saying, come on, pay attention to me. You're you're capable yes. of much more, but because we don't know how to deal with it, we look at it as a bad thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, 100%. And, and, and I will never downplay the effects of depression. Like it's, I was there. I was clinically depressed. I was on the medication. Um, you know, it runs in my family. My dad is, is manic depressant. Like I, I am never going to downplay how, how painful it can be. And yes, there is a chemical aspect to it. But at the same time, if you can think about it this way, we have a, we have a mind, right? We have our brain, but we also have a soul. And not to get too flowery here, woo-woo-y, but we all have a soul, right? We all have a, a true self. Our brain is just a tool, just like our arms and our legs, right? Our brain is just a tool. It's not who we are. Our thoughts are not who we are. We're our soul. We are our, our true self. And here's the thing. When our true self, when we suppress it, when we know we're pushing our true self down, when we know we're settling, your true self will nudge you politely. It'll say, hey, come on, you're capable of more than this. Hey, here's a bright idea. Hey, here's a hit from your intuition, right? Our true self will communicate to us. It'll say, come on, look, here's a great idea. Here's an opportunity. And it'll, it'll let us know politely. Now, here's the thing. If we ignore it, it'll get a little more aggressive. It'll say, hey, here's some stress and anxiety. Hey, come on. Let's get into action. You can do this. Here's an urge. Here, here's, like I said, here's some passion. Let, let's go. And if we ignore it again, then it will bang on the fucking door. And that's what I call depression. It's when you've suppressed your desire too long enough, desire plus suppression equals depression. I actually literally just posted about this on, on Wednesday um, or maybe yesterday. But like literally, it's our soul. It's our true self saying like something is not right. You are settling and you know it and, and nothing has worked. I have not been able to get through to you. Here is depression. You will pay attention to this, won't you? And I, I truly believe that it's just I our soul saying lean into the chain. So how do you like leave it's not your, this, you know, it's your not this death at the door and just go for it? You know, I mean, it's because when I mm -hmm. when I was really down, 
I everything felt like the end of the world and you know it's it's difficult to explain to somebody who's maybe not gone through it but I mean, obviously you, you'll know the, yeah. the feelings of you're not good enough that you're comparing yourself to everybody I and mean, then I still get it now when I'm in jiu-jitsu and there's maybe a guy that can pull off a move better than me how do we switch yeah. off our egos or how do we explain to guys listening that yeah you know that just because somebody that's been doing it for 10 years can do x y z and you can only do x it's not it's not you mm. that's wrong it's just they've had a bit more training or whatever. how do we stop comparing ourselves to other guys and go on our own journeys yeah yeah i mean that's that's a really great question because right now whether it is you know in sport or in the gym right or at work or, or just in social media it's easier than ever to compare ourselves to other people and then when we compare, we typically feel less than. And all you're doing is you're letting something external influence your internal state. When in reality, you're the only person who can control your internal state. You're the only one that can choose. And so an example I give to clients all the time is, let's say, Ian, you're, you're, at, the, you're at the grocery store. You're buying groceries, right? And you're Ian. You are your full self. And you go and you get in line and you stand next to someone shorter mm -hmm. than you. It is very easy for you to feel taller, right? Did you get taller? No. You are still everything that you are. You are still your inherently powerful human being. You are, you are who you are. Nothing was added to you. But it's easy to let this external measurement make you feel bigger internally, right? Now, same thing. You're in line and someone taller comes and stands next to you. It's easy to feel shorter. It's easy to feel smaller. But here's the thing. Did anyone come and take anything away from you? Did, did, did someone come and lop you off at the knees and make you physically shorter? No. I think you'd notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing fucking changed. Nothing fucking changed. You are still everything that you are. You still have the power to choose. You still have, you still have your gifts and your passions, right? Like Internally, nothing changed. But because of your perception... And some thoughts that you had, you then chose to feel less than. And so, and so when we look around and compare ourselves to other people, A, always understand that you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That person could be in a very dark place. That person can, can be very painful, right? Like th there's a lot of people who post really nice things on social media. Their life is, is in fucking shambles, right? But like we don't know that. So A, you never know the whole story. But B... Like I said, like, in the grand scheme of things, does it even fucking matter? Does it matter that that person can pull off a better move in jiu-jitsu because they've been doing it for two years longer? Does it matter that that person's, person's car is nicer than yours? Like, in the end of this life, is that, is that the shit you're really going to care about? And the answer is no. And this is a problem, isn't it? How many guys do you know or how many people come and see you and they're, the first thing they say is, oh, that person's got a nicer car than me. They've got a better job. And you're like, are they a better person? And a lot of times they're like some of the worst people possible, you know. And I, mm -hmm. I keep trying to explain this to some people. It's like, at the end of the day, you can't take it with you. It's more about like on your deathbed, what people say about you, the memories and the sh what you've sh shared with people. Yeah. And this is why like, I'm so glad I found your material because I really want to promote this to guys listening that are maybe going through what I did when I was younger. 
and maybe didn't have like somebody like yourself to actually explain these kind of things. You know, I was always kind of reading up the guys like the the pickup artists when I was selling yeah. their products and stuff, but I didn't truly understand it because I couldn't believe I could be the guy that the girl would want. And it took me years to build that. You know, I couldn't believe I could be the fitness guy or do jujitsu because I didn't believe I could be that person that, that would go. And I had to go round and round the houses to eventually get to be that person. And that's what I love about yeah. your material is that you just stop and go, no, 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 cut that out. That, that doesn't work. You know, you're thinking you have to go through years of like critical analysis and all this kind of stuff. You can go, no, nope, you can change straight away. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a choice. It's always, it's always a choice, man. And, and, and I always tell this to, I talk about this a lot in my content. I, I, I talk about this a lot with my clients. I'm like, yo, at the end of this life, what the, what are you going to give a shit about? And you're right. You're going to give a shit about how you made people feel. You're going to give a shit about how much of your potential did you bring to life? Like you're, you're really, that's what we're really going to care about is, is, how did we impact those that we love? And did we bring our potential to life? Did we experience a full life? That's what we're going to care about. We're not going to give a shit about likes and comments on a picture on Instagram. We're not going to give a shit about whether the, the dude who you know lives next door's car was $3,000 more than ours. Like None of that shit matters. We've been raised to think it matters. We've been raised to think it has to matter. But the, like... If I can give you guys a message, it's, 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 this is yours. You are a creator of your life and your thoughts are creative. So start to challenge some of these thoughts that, that are telling you, you have to compete or you have to compare or you have to do X, Y, and Z to, to be quote unquote successful. Like once you can start doing this shit on your own terms, like you don't need to be anointed. You don't need permission. You can just do you can decide and do, you can decide and do. Like I repeat that all the time. Like, like once you make a decision, like the world will respond to your decision. Once you decide to change, you will change. If you, if you, if you persist in elevating your actions and your thoughts about yourself in so many people, yeah, they think they need to wait. They think they need to go through a course and get qualified. They think they need to jump through these hoops and they think they need permission. They think they need to be anointed with the ability to change and pivot and shift. You can, you can declare who the fuck you want to be right now. And you can start living in alignment with that decision for the rest of your life. And you don't need me. You don't need Gary Vaynerchuk. You don't, you, know, you don't need Tony Robbins. You don't need any of these people to tell you that it's okay. You don't need your parents. You don't need your coworkers. You don't need your friends. Like, you can be. You can choose to be whatever the fuck you want to be today. I, I love that. And it. Oh, it's it's such a powerful message that we no one no one tells us this shit. And so I'm you know if I could be that that voice for for you and your listeners and for my clients, like I'm gonna die a happy man. <laughs> you know, it was, was it Ed? Uh, have you heard of Ed Milet? He's got a fantastic show, um, like Max Out Your Life kind of thing. And one of the things he says is, when he dies, like he's um, religious, like I'm, uh, I'm not, but when he, he says when he dies, he wants to meet, like, you know, go up to the gates and God says, here's the guy that you could have been, you know, like they would have taken every opportunity that did it, that their true potential. Mm -hmm. And he wants them to say, we're twins, you know, you did everything you could. Yeah. And since I've heard that, I, I would like to think something like that would happen. You know, I'm, I'm into the like big bang mm -hmm. and all that kind of things. But in my world, I'm thinking, 
I would never like to. I had too much regret so far when I was younger because I, I did do things through fear and mm. stuff like that. And now that I'm going down this road and I'm meeting some amazing people like yourself, it's amazing what you can truly do and what we can achieve as men. But it's difficult to kind of explain it to people who are just starting the journey. And it's that's why your stuff will always be far more important. And that's why I'm, I'm more happy to share this kind of stuff because you can change people's lives in minutes you know what I mean? and you look at guys who are sitting and we're talking about crap like the kardashians we're drinking we're going out and no one's truly happy and people are walking around with a novel in their head or they're walking around with a business that could change lives you know like facebook yeah like things like that they were in somebody's head could you yeah. imagine if they had like some of the yeah. life-changing things like you know the guy that found penicillin and all that if they hadn't if they had been too wrapped up in their own bubble and too scared to go and give that to the world, it'd be a completely different place. You know, and it, I find it really difficult to kind of explain to a lot of guys. It's like, you can achieve what you want. You don't need to be the same as every other mate of yours. So how do we deal then with our friends, our family, our, our current environment? You know, when we start this change, how do we deal with the guys that are, we've grown up with, our work friends who are kind of going laughing at you, taking protein shakes or taking the mick out you, trying to lose weight? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you order a salad at the bar and they're like, oh, you know, look at this guy, right? Like, so, so here's the thing. You, and you actually alluded to this earlier really beautifully, but, you know, you talk about the crabs in the pot. But, like, here's the thing. When you step up and create change, you will never – be judged by someone who is also doing that as well, right? So like I like when I see someone who finally decides to, you know, start a business or someone who finally decides to get healthy, like I'm like I am so for that person. I will never judge him. Like so and just like you Ian, you would never judge someone for finally taking action and starting a podcast, right? Oh, so, no, I'd be willing to help out any way yeah, I could. Yeah, so like hey, you'll ne you're never going to be judged by the people who are ahead of you. And so many people think that they will, right? Like, oh, if I join the gym, like all the all the healthier people are going to judge me. No, no. Anyone who's on the path that you want to be on, they're going to support you. So you've got to know that. And then B, what you said, right? Like when you step up and change, you're forcing everyone around you to see that it's possible. So so many people who have stayed comfortable, they've settled because they said it's not possible. When you go and show them it's possible, now they have to come face to face with the fact that they're just afraid. And so, so, so some people won't like that. But here's the thing. Like even if that person gives you a snarky comment or that person leaves your friend group, would you really want them around anyway if they're going to try to pull you away from becoming your greatest self? Like it's a yes, no question. Like would you want them there? No. And it, like for most people, yeah, the answer is like, well, wait a minute, if they don't want to support me as I try to build this life that makes me truly happy, like, well, then they don't, they're just taking up fucking space onto the next one, right? And so, and, you know, I've had to do this, and, and I'm not saying, like, I, you know, I would go and break up with my friends, but, like, there are certain people that I just, like, I just stopped giving them time and energy. I stopped, you know, going out of my way to include them in things, and, and just, like, kind of naturally things faded out. Now, does that make me a bad person? No. Does that make me unloyal? No. Does that clear up space and time and energy in my life to keep growing and to build a more supportive environment? Yes. 
like I said, as human beings, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Remember, we don't want to be judged and rejected because we think it's, it's going to kill us, but it's not. It's actually going to make you come more alive. And that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like we are the average of the five friends or the five people that we share the majority of the time with. You know, the, that saying, it's like I never really understood it till I started looking at the people I was hanging around with. You know, now that I hang around with guys that do jiu-jitsu, who are positive, they're always helping each other and trying to teach you how to, you know, get better. Or you're, like, I'm working with other people and I've cut out a lot of people. I'm really more excited about life, you know. So I know we're coming yeah. up to the sort of time time limit, but um, can you just let people know what is a message you want them to take from this? Yeah, so I want to let them know, and I think in this world of, of success and personal development and trying to make things better, we, get, we, get, we, we start seeking outside. We start looking for the thing, the book we haven't read yet, the, 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 you know, the, the hack we haven't used yet, the, the, the workout we haven't tried yet. We keep looking for this thing outside. And I'm here to let you know from my personal experience and from the hundreds of people I've helped, that it's inside. It's not a matter of trying to add something to you. It's a matter of dropping the bullshit so you can finally connect with and amplify what's already there. And if you have to rewind and listen to that a couple times, I promise you that is the most powerful thing you will hear today. There's nothing out there that is going to complete you or bridge that gap for you. It's a matter of dropping the bullshit and the limitations that you're holding onto that don't need to exist anymore. They're part of your past. They're not, they have no place in the present. The more you can subtract that, you don't need to add shit. The more you can drop that, and connect, it, connect with and amplify what's already there in terms of your passions and your personality and your strengths, this life will support you as you grow. And I fucking guarantee that. I love that, man. It's, I, I just love your stuff, that, you know, and you're changing lives. And I, this is why I think you should be a major name, rather, you know, on anything I can do. Um, I'm in the process, my friend. I'm in the process. It, it blows me away how much your stuff is helping. And I've seen, like, you know, some of your client testimonials and things and that. So anything I can do to promote. So how do we keep in touch? You know, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on again because I've got pages and stuff. Oh, 100%. How do we get into yeah. this? You know, how do we find your blog, your social media, get in touch, get some coaching from you, that sort of thing? Yeah, so right away I would – so on Instagram, uh, you know, when I create a post, it's not just some bullshit quote, right? Like each – I put out three posts a week. Each of them is, is powerful, valuable, and tangible. Right. So follow me on Instagram. I also release a new coaching video every week on Instagram TV. So follow me on Julian underscore fearless life. And Julian is J U L I A N underscore fearless life. So there, and then plus, if you reach out to me on Instagram, I always respond personally. So that's one way. And then for everybody listening to this, that if this resonated in any way and you want a next step, I actually have a free guide and a free course. It's called the get out of your funk guide. And it's three powerful, easy steps. This is the shit I go through with my one-on-one clients that are paying thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I will send you the guide. I will send you a five video coaching series, walking you through how to execute each and every step. So you can create some clarity, create some confidence, create some momentum. So you can actually start to bring changes to life. And you can sign up for that instantly. It's free. I'll send it to you guys. And, and you can just go to livethefearlesslife.com slash free guide. So if you go to livethefearlesslife.com slash free guide, boom, so give me your email. I'll send it right to you. And like I said, it, it's a full guide, three steps, but there's also video coaching every step of the way just because 
the, this information is too powerful to keep hidden. So I, I want to give it to you guys. So go ahead, go there, snag your free guide. I'll send it to you instantly. You can apply those three steps today and you can literally create some really fucking massive change by the end of the day. Well, I'll be including that in the show notes. Um, I honestly cannot say how much I've enjoyed this. Get, go get you back on it at some point soon. Your stuff is amazing and you're changing lives. You know, you should be really proud of what you're doing. And I just, you know, I'm so glad I found your material. I've become a major fan. I'm sitting listening and thinking about your answers and how it's shaping my own life, forgetting I'm, I'm actually recording an interview just now. You know, yeah. it's, your stuff blows me away. And I'm, I'm really glad we made this connection. And, you know, let's see where, uh, how we can take on the world. A hundred percent, Ian. And I got a message for your, uh, for your listeners because, you know, I do, you know, I do a lot of podcast interviews and um, not as many people give as much of a shit as you do about finding people, getting people on and then creating powerful interviews that create value. I know this, like, it's, it's easy when you're listening to be like, oh, like, you know, you, you press a button and you get all this amazing information, but so much work goes on the back end of scheduling these guests, getting people on, making sure the mics work, all this stuff. And, you know, you go above and beyond for your people. And, you know, I've, I've went and listened to some previous episodes and, you know, the, the quality of value you bring to your audience is insane. So if you're a listener, like there's so much bullshit out there, stay right here and listen to Ian. Like leave this guy a review if you have not left him review, a review. Like this shit is not easy. Getting guests is not always the most, you know, the scheduling is a hassle. Like this dude's going above and beyond to make your life better. And because it makes him happy. But I, I mean definitely stay listening to this dude give this guy a review sing his praises because there's not a lot of purpose-driven people out there as dedicated to bringing you powerful stuff so you guys have struck gold with ian stay with him this dude is going places yeah i really appreciate that yeah i didn't have to even pay you anything for it <laughs> no that was that was that was that was just pure truth and observation my friend but it, like i said it's the, the questions, they're well thought out. The, you know, I, and again, like, I know it's not easy to consistently be scheduling guests and stuff. So you're working your tail off for your, for your, for your listeners. And I love that. And so I, I just want to make them aware that, you know, this stuff just doesn't happen out of nowhere. There's a lot of work on the back end, and, and so, so Ian's going above and beyond for you guys. So show him some love. He's, he's an awesome, awesome dude and a, and a powerful, powerful host. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, that, made, that really given me a, a big boost. So I cannot thank you enough for your time today. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.